David, David's back. I'm back. David, the, um, the Taliban. It was, bro. First off, baddies, like straight up. <laughs> no way. Dude. Yeah, man. I mean, didn't expect that. Didn't expect that at all. <laughs> it's a lot of people. It's like the one thing they don't expect. But you know, I who am I? Who am I to yuck their yum? Uh, no, it was okay. It was cool. Kabul, though, the nightlife scene is trash. Absolute garbage <laughs> bullshit. So I'm out that bitch. I'm back. And I was like, what better to do but do exactly what I was uh, getting into before. So I'm starting a uh, cryptid podcast with some friends if you guys aren't busy. <laughs> but thank you for having me on your thing, too. I appreciate that. That's really cool. Oh, dude. Yeah, no. Of course, you're, you're, all, you're always welcome on my Emily and Chase's podcast. <laughs> That's Yeah. yeah it, it was good. Yeah. yeah, no. So talk to me more about the Kabul nightlife. You yeah. said no good. That's a shocker. Yeah. Okay, so here's the thing. It's like obviously different strokes for different folks. And they did have, I mean, they had some cool spots. Um, there was this one restaurant we went to um, and like the goat was phenomenal. It was very, very good. Did you um, forget what the animal was called? <laughs> I was trying to think of like traditional Afghani like meals and i was like well i know they have goats so like they probably it's probably a goat they probably eat one of those at some point yeah yeah it's like they got livestock i know they yeah so anyway anyway don't interrupt my kabul story um sorry my bad no it's fine give me a second let me look up popular nightclubs in kabul popular for unrelated reasons uh there's probably like a nightclub there called like the green zone or something yeah there's the there's the Riley Snorker Club Kabul. There's Ice Iceland Juice. Iceland Juice. There's Ice also a Larry juice. Flint Hustler and a Hard Rock Cafe. <laughs> <laughs> There's the Afghanistan German Shepherd Dogs Club. Okay, that sounds fun. Is that a is that a is that a nightclub? <laughs> is there a McDonald's in Kabul? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. wasn't wasn't one of the things that like they were like taking like american troops were taking like a helicopter out of the green zone to like go get like burger king or something yeah because they didn't, didn't like they didn't like the traditional afghani cuisine because right because idiots. they're american troops yeah. yeah that's that is wild no i suppose it makes like perfect sense that like during occupation mcdonald's was there but for some reason i was just like how does McDonald's corporate operate like with the Afghani like tax system now? Under the, under the Taliban, <laughs> yeah, like they literally have to report to somebody in the Taliban. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, you know probably fine. They probably yeah fine. Yeah, yeah. I'm right. imagining I'm imagining what like the drive through in the Kabul McDonald's is like now. Like, are they still do they still hate their job? That's <laughs> for sure. Imagine being the GM. At the only McDonald's in Kabul, and being like, "Oh, the Taliban are coming back!" Like, "Oh my God, I, this sucks." <laughs> or maybe you're excited. Maybe the Taliban love McDonald's. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I just feel like they're the tax. They've got to tax Western yeah, decadence, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And what did more. you did you guys see the Dave? I know you did because I sent it to you. Do you did Ben? Did you see the photos of like the Taliban on on those like water rafts and like a lake? That shit was wild. That shit's oh, wild. Oh like, my it's God, like at a water yeah. park. It's literally like at a water park kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. No, Ben, I'm gonna send them to you right now. Um, no, the, these. Yeah, they were literally like on on like on like ponds, 
uh, like one guy had a rocket launcher, like on <laughs> on like one of those ducks that has like paddle, like a paddle boat. Why can't I think of the fucking a bunch of pictures of them in bumper cars, which is also very fun. That's <laughs> great. It genuinely is. Yeah. It, it, they unironically look like they're having like the best of times. A really good and time. It is, it is a shame that ideologically I still find myself pretty opposed to like theocratic autocracy or whatever. That's, but that's, yeah, but it's very fun. They it's they're infectious people in their joy. You know, like they hey, do seem, hey yeah. Dave, why do you why do you like being Yankee scum so much? I just I don't die yeah. American die American pig die. <laughs> I'm not saying I, the anti-imperialist part's fine. It's just like I'm not sure. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what I think. I'm not king of Afghanistan, so I don't care. But good, good for well, their bumper cars. Not, not yet, not yet. Uh, You've still yeah. got some opportunity for advancement. Yeah. It's, well, within the Taliban, which I did just leave. Right. To start well, I mean, oh, you. I think that's a rule they have. Uh, yeah, actually, if you go back within 90 days, like all your benefits stay. Like you don't lose the PTO, you don't lose like the 401k. It's like it's actually very cool. <laughs> that's good because i was actually talking to ben we are not turning on your health care last episode i don't know if you heard but we we were discussing just making it difficult we're just not turning it on i yep. did hear that you get cobra again either so you're gonna have to figure something out out god this sucks and like i fought really hard for that health plan that was like that's a good health i'm going straight to hr with this just so you know this is a breach of contract cool so i hope you know that i'm hr Oh my I'm God. also HR. Ben and I, Ben and I, we can't, we have to like split the load. So we're both yeah. HR. It was too much work for one person and Chase was really helpful. It was really nice of him to decide to take that on for no extra pay. I have the worst <laughs> fucking <Wait>. lawyers. <laughs> yeah, we're your lawyers too. God, this sucks. God. <laughs> I just sign things. I can't help but sign things. I'm always signing. Um, if it happened to Britney Spears, it's happening to you, but it's worse. <laughs> 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 yeah we're actually in total control of your life now david yeah we also changed our name to ben and i are both legally are one person and our name is just britney spears dad but for david yeah that, that's who we are now we put editors yeah. on your internal organs so we control their functions that's true yeah limiter um, oh okay do yeah. you can just like do a slider yeah exactly we, we control the pass through on various nutrients and chemicals that your body may or may not need um oh shoot that's that's really cool thanks guys we're raising yeah. cholesterol no god no this sucks yeah you also have a kidney stone now yeah i drink so much water i literally drink matter. so much water <laughs> we, we we put particulate in there so gotta deal with it <laughs> you might as well have just had like all of those cokes and those coke zeros because you you have like so much of a kidney stone now yeah. Coke zeros don't give you kidney stones, right? That's, that's not true, right? Coke, Coke zeros, zeros do. Coke no, in general you. gives you kidney stones. There's nothing in it. That's it. what the zero's for. Anything with a crystalline structure is going to give you a kidney stone. And if Coke Zero doesn't have a crystalline structure, I don't know what does. Yeah. No, it's always a liquid when I get it. I had something I had something funny happen this morning. What happened? I went outside um, to walk my dog, as I always do, and uh, there was a couple going through something of a um, domestic squabble. Oh, no. Um, outside. Not very... That in itself was not funny. Um, yeah. We don't like to see that. Um, they were not physically harming each other, but they were yelling at each other a lot. They were mad. Yeah. They were mad. Um, guy was mad. Totally understandable. But at one point, 
as I'm walking my dog away, the guy just yells at his partner, you're a witch, you're a witch. And he yells it as, as loudly as possible up and down the street. And he yelled, get away from me, witch, get away from me. <laughs> I thought that was a, a really funny way to handle um, a partner who, you know, you were trying to get away from who you got into an argument with. Um, it rocks. Uh, yeah, I thought I'd I thought I'd encountered my own kind of like personal cryptid, and it's fall now. You know, it's fall. It's almost Halloween. It's spooky season. It's true. Um, it's true. You know, thought maybe I encountered a witch of some sort, um, but by the time I got back, she'd flown away on her broomstick. Damn. So, what are you gonna do? Witches be shopping. Hey, that's. <laughs> Creature hunt. Creature hunt. Creature hunt. Creature hunt. Ben, what have you been up to? I've been working. I, I, we're, we're getting ready to do our big conference. That happens in October, so. Not the big conference. Yeah, we have to. It's all virtual, and we get to. It's it's literally like the most boring thing in the world. Like we get to go help other people learn to be marketers by doing. For our conference, literally exactly what we do every other day at the company. Um, by hosting webinars. It's time for sure. webinars, people. I guess oh, we yeah. should say, yeah, Ben Ben works at Enron. Yeah. Um, and, um, They're on the up. Don't know what else to say. Yeah. Um, you know, don't call it a comeback. Um, but please you know. call it a comeback. I really need that <laughs> job. <laughs> haters, haters have been dying to see you fall. Um, and, uh, it's, you know, you're on the up and up. What did Enron do? Energy, right? Oh, I thought you meant like, I thought you meant like to collapse. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) I thought you meant their crime. I was like, insider trading? I don't know what exactly they did. No, what what, what did they do as a company? It was their business. Yeah, it was energy. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's see. You didn't have to lie about to make money at. Like, it's literally the biggest scam you can pull, and you're lying. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It also feels pretty distinctly disp- like energy, like a very much like a livelihood sort of thing. Like, oh, yeah, we that's fraudulent as hell. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What I, I don't actually even know what the Enron scandal was. Apparently, it was, it was publicized. An it was what? I said it was an overreaction. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, yeah, you're doing Ben's job for him. Great job, Dave. <laughs> um, looks like the Enron scandal broke in October 2001, so while the world was still reeling from the um, second 9-11. Is that... Uh, Enron was going under. Oh, that's, I thought of Enron as something that happened in the 90s. For yeah, sure. me too, always, yeah. yeah. Like... Well... Their their crimes were definitely happening in the nineties. Okay. Um, as far as I can tell, I really don't even I couldn't explain what their what their crimes were, um, what they did. Um, it just said it was an accounting scandal. Yeah, it was like false reporting. They said their earnings were higher than they were and inflated their stock price, and then like and, yeah. that's illegal. Uh oh. <laughs> I have to go. I have to go. I have to go. We should tell Apple that we don't have a hundred thousand listeners. <laughs> um, yeah, we're, we're a moderately sized podcast. We claim. <laughs> we we dollars. We shouldn't tell Apple that we have a hundred listeners. 
Oh my god! If you Wait. show this podcast to your friends and then you email the the pod Gmail uh, with your cash tag, you we might send you money. It's a it's sort of a raffle thing, but you have to get a hundred people listening to every episode. That's a new promotion. Yeah. Yo, Out of curiosity, if you want to write I, to the email and write in questions, I'll take that. We can read those. Yeah. There. Yeah. Hmm. Oh my god, that would be such a fun episode if we had any listeners who did that. That would be really listener fun. input. Yeah. yeah. Listeners, if you want to send us an email, we'll 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 read it. Please don't be cruel because we're going to be held to it. <laughs> yeah. Don't yeah. say don't say anything bad. I'll make to say it. I'll make Ben read everything bad that you say about him on pod. I'll hold a gun to his head. I don't even give a f. We should. Oh damn! You really crazy with it. We should read it popcorn style. That would be that would be fun. Real quick, what's the um, what is our Gmail? We should say that in the it's creaturehuntpod at gmail.com. Yep. Uh, one. All one word, no capitals, no numbers, no underscore. Nope. Yeah. We'll be like at the end of the episode, but well, yeah. I bet yeah. we get no questions. I bet we get no questions as well. So prove us wrong, listeners. <laughs> please do, please do. Can I read? Um, can I read a personal email that uh, I got recently that I thought um, that absolutely chilled me to the bone? Absolutely. Okay. This chilled me to the bone. Listeners, if you could send some variation of this to the creature hunt pod at gmail.com email, that would be great. To me. The more I exist and work, the more I'm amazed by men and by the things that do in their own time. Let's speak of you, Chase. What leads you to sexual stimulation? What's the point of it? And what the hell is wrong with you? You do not look like a degenerate who can't find a girl, but still you go about such type of stuff. I think the matter is your hand, and you really love it very much. You are a real Superman in the world of onanism. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah. I think you would be ranked first if there existed competitions and sexual stimulation. I put that in my hinge profile. Yeah. (laughs) I can recommend you to cover the camera while going about this type of stuff, for it's difficult to identify if somebody accessed to your device or not. I provide you with 42H to address my requisitions, 1,045 USD, Litecoin, LYZ, FOA, AS3, WV3E, 5RUOBOPUH, blah, blah, blah. Otherwise, within 84 hours, I'll be forced to send your video clip to the contacts from your email I downloaded. I suppose your relatives and pals are going to be surprised by what they'll see. The moment you read this notice, the timer will start for solving the issue. This email address will be deleted. You'll fail to get a hold of me. Oh, okay. And, and... Do you remember when I texted you right after I sent that and I said, could you actually not bring this up on pod this week? <laughs> yeah, man, I saw the video. You look good. You look really good. <laughs> Undeniable, dude. You look really good. <laughs> Honestly, I am the Superman of Onanism. That should be my official title of the show. We've been saying it for years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> some, some would argue that, you know, I've never had an opportunity to do anything else but onanism, if you get my drift. Hey. Okay. Some might, some might argue that. I don't know what they'd be getting at, but some might argue that. Argue for it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They definitely they definitely argue they that. Would, we they should would. start the show. It's been 20 minutes. <laughs> There's an opening in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yes. it all sounded good. David, don't cut out a thing. Welcome to Creature Hunt. I'm Chase. David. I'm Ben. And we're Creature Hunt. And I'm back. I don't care what the haters say. This week, 
You know who else is back? Momo. Who? Who? M- Momo. Momo. Momo back. What it, happened to him? Is it Momo or the Momo? It's the Momo. It, it, it's the Momo? Okay. I thought it was Momo too. Yeah. I'm sort of No, Momo 2... Momo 2 was a lot worse than Momo. Um, <laughs> his official name is... Uh, Montgomery Mortimer. <laughs> no, uh, the name Momo is actually short for um, Missouri Monster because Missouri's acronym mm. is M-O. Um, yeah, so the Momo. So uh, we picked the Momo for um, a very specific reason. Uh, Momo money, mo problems. <laughs> oh my god! Come on, come on! He's a genius. I just got a thumbs up from the old GF for that one. Um, David Pavlikas raised a hand. What the fuck? Good what? You, David. Yes. Hold on. Wait. Let me open the queue. Damn it. Where'd it go? Open the queue. Oh, David, you raised your hand. What's up, bud? Open queue. What does this mean? One raised hand. What? What do you want? Dave. It sounds like, so your head will be lowered. Keep it right. No, okay. Okay. I'm done. David, uh, what do you want? I don't want it anymore. I don't know what I'm doing. Stop. No, now I've paid myself. I don't want this. Okay. <laughs> all right. We're leaving all of this in to show how incompetent our friend David is. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mother yeah, the Missouri Monster. Um, so uh, there isn't a whole lot about the Missouri Monster, and we're going to go into a little bit why, but I'm just going to read from cryptids.fandom.com wiki. So the Momo is the name of a local legend similar to the Bigfoot, and he's reported to live in Missouri. Um, he's got a big pumpkin-shaped head um, with a very furry body and uh, hair covering his eyes. The Momo was first reported in July of 1971 near Louisiana, Missouri. And uh, before you get too confused, we're talking about Louisiana, the city in Missouri, not Louisiana, the state. That is something that is very, very important that we clarify. This is a straight up Missouri monster. It is not a Louisiana monster. Uh, We did a Louisiana monster, the goddamn Rougarou. Yeah, that's That's true. true. We did him. This is the Missouri monster. This is my neck of the woods. He was spotted by Joan Mills and Mary Ryan. Uh, he was spotted up and down the Missouri River um, in the early 70s. He's described as a large, seven-foot-tall, hairy, man-like creature that eats dogs and emits a terrible odor. Um, wait, is this describing the Momo? Or... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> What's it describing? What's it describing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have fun on the Creature Hunt podcast. From a mile away. <laughs> <laughs> De- devoted listeners, devotees will recognize um, that I was about to zing our Wayward podcast co-host, Taliban uh, member, Taliban Mr. Dave. Taliban Dave. <laughs> Taliban Dave. Oh, that's Taliban Dave. <laughs> 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 Taliban, Taliban. Um, just, like, just like Drake said. Um, so yeah, the Momo um, looks like a tall, hairy, man-like creature that eats dogs and emits a terrible odor. Basically, um, exactly like uh, the Bigfoot. Uh, you know, uh, I want to like show um, our our podcast listeners what the Momo looks looks like, but we can't. So I'll just have to settle 
um, for my co-host. But okay, doesn't doesn't the Momo kind of look like a dark version of the Looney Tunes character Gossamer? Like, do you know who I'm talking about, Gossamer? I, I think I do know who you're talking about. The guy that's like just a bunch of hair. Like, yeah, yeah. Here, I'll put like I'll put it. the Wikipedia link the for Gossamer. In also, but he is very similar in these um, images that you've shared. Oh yeah, Gossamer. Yeah, like yeah. He he's basically the dark Gossamer. <laughs> did, you, did you know Gossamer's name before you looked him up? Uh, no, I totally didn't. I, oh, okay, I was like, how did you? When do they say his name? They've never said his name, as far as I know. How does he have a name? I don't. I don't understand. even. That's a great question. I don't know. Um. Yeah, I. I really don't know. Um. How did how did he? Get I'm his looking, name? and they it, they just say unnamed monster. Wait, where does it say unnamed monster? The very first. It's like the fifth word under history. Um, oh, okay. No, he's called Gossamer in 1980. Okay. Oh. Mar- Marvin the Martian names him Gossamer. Oh, okay. The word Gossamer means any sort of thin, fragile, transparent mar- mar- material. In-, in particular, it can refer to a kind of delicate sheer gauze or a light cobweb. The name is meant to be ironic because the character is large, menacing, and destructive. I love irony, and I love comedy. <laughs> um, so the Momo looks... Imagine Dark Gossamer. Google it. Um, that's what the Momo looks like. Um, so the Momo has been spotted here and there. Um, was, was spotted, I should say, here and there in the 1970s. And that was it. No one really um, spotted the Gossamer... Um, or, sorry, spotted the Gossamer. <laughs> spotted the Momo um, since then. Um, and in fact, he's kind of been lost to time. Uh, and there was actually an article written in Vice um, in September 30th, 2019, published at 8 a.m. on the dot. Man, this guy got in his uh, his deadlines really good by the writer M.J. Banius. And uh, it's actually a pretty good article. And I thought we would read it on the air, uh, a, a reading, uh, a, 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 an article reading, if you will. Mm-hmm. And just kind of, you know, we can just spitball. We can just see what we think about it. I thought it was pretty interesting. Ben, David, did you read the article ahead of time? Do you, do you have I, any thoughts about it? Uh, you did. I, yeah. You did the homework. Yeah. We always do our homework here on Creature <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, but a bunch of guys that read the text. That That's how I want to describe us as. <laughs> yeah, you, absolutely. You send me a Vice article, I'll read a Vice article, man. No, <laughs> <laughs> There's no easier way. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, no, we, we love... We love our Vice articles. We love to do research here in the Creature Hunt pod. We love that we developed a podcast where we gave ourselves homework. We thought that was really smart because we all historically love homework. I do. Okay. The article is the Missouri monster Momo is the cryptid that time forgot. And again, this is by MJ Banius. In 1972, the town of Louisiana, Missouri was home to many alleged sightings of a large Bigfoot-like creature. The story goes that two young boys and their sister first spotted the seven-foot-tall hairy beast on the edge of the woods just outside of town. Emanating a foul odor, the creature was carrying a dead dog, according to the folklore. Sightings of the Missouri monster, or Momo, exploded that year, and the town experienced monster fever. I'm really glad that we didn't have a pandemic of monster fever. That sounds pretty bad. What What do you think would be like the symptoms of monster fever? 
uh, you know, uh, distancing yourself from your loved ones. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of just like, like, sounds like a lot of that. Yeah. Um, I feel like hairiness. Like yeah. just getting really hairy. Pursuitness, yeah. Yeah. Pursuit, pursuitness. Yeah. Hold up, I just realized my door is unlocked. Sorry. Well, you got locked that. I know. Give me one. What if second. Momo comes in? Yep, exactly. That's. Oh God. I'm back. I was really, I was really scared that my door was going to be broken into while I was recording, and I was going to get. How funny would it be if I just got like mugged on air? That would actually be pretty cool. I, that it, would incredibly shocking it would super <laughs> suck actually i would like i would do that yeah. yeah what would you guys do what would you guys I, do if i guess i would like look up your address and be like i don't know i guess call the cops like i don't I know what would, else like google 911 st louis <laughs> probably <laughs> it's the same number everywhere yeah, <laughs> yeah but if you call it in, in, in ben's place they're not going to be like we're prepared to send somebody that's not true they could that's how 911 works they just go where the emergency is <laughs> I think, but they actual service. It is. But don't they? Can you call nine one one for a state? Set? I actually have to know this now. Can you call nine one one for some shit going on in Jersey? Like, can I call nine one one? Be like, there's there's a uh, something happening in Jersey. Oh, gangsters. Yeah. You should you should swat somebody in Jersey. That's not what I'm suggesting here. <laughs> well, you can that... definitely do that. Look, that's true. That's true. Maybe that actually proves it. Like the fact that swatting exists means, oh yeah, that's happening. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's let's go ahead and keep reading. So, um, sightings of the Missouri monster explode. The town experienced monster fever. At one point, a twenty-person posse was put together to kill the beast, but the creature was never found. One of the few surviving Momo witnesses, Richard Allen Murray, told Motherboard that he was driving near Louisiana's Town Branch, a small creek that runs to the middle of the town at around 11 p.m. As he was passing a small hill, he noticed something moving. Turning his truck towards the hill, his headlights illuminated a strange upright figure covered in brown hair. Murray guessed the creature was about 20 feet away, and when it realized he was there, it quickly hurried over the hill and disappeared. Murray, a lifelong local who has served as the town's fire chief and sat on, the, sat on the city council, was surprised by his sighting. I was amazed to see something. I thought it was a bunch of nonsense, but then I saw something, Murray said. In hindsight, Murray admitted that his sighting could have been nothing more than a bear. But at the time, the supposed monster was on everyone's brain. I really like that everyone is just like, yeah, we see like an upright, brown, hairy figure and immediately go to the quickest answer, which is that it's a cryptid. It's definitely a monster. And it's for, the first people that saw it were children, correct? And right. It's like, we saw a monster, and everyone's like, I think they did. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> like, <laughs> They're not old enough to lie yet. They have to be telling the truth. <laughs> they're not like they're not they're not so young that they would just like not know what a bear is. <laughs> right. Ex yeah. <laughs> right. They have nothing to gain from lying about this. They had to have seen a monster. We're Louisiana, Missouri, town of thirty two hundred people is the site of monster invasion. Is that how many people are there? Did you Google that? Or did you just know that? I don't know. Let's see. <laughs> Real quick. Louisiana, Missouri. Louisiana, Missouri. 3,300 people. Nope, 32. 
3,300 people. Man, I was Wait, so close. did you just pull that out of your ass, that I number? I was so close, bro. I was so close. Nice. Were you, did you really just pull that number? You you guessed 3,200. There's 30. The you didn't Google that. You're kidding no, me. I don't know. You're having a wank with me, mate. <laughs> You're yanking me, Johnny. <laughs> You're yanking me off all over me keyboard, mate. <laughs> Dude, that's incredible. Yeah, well, you have a <laughs> pause, brother. You have a gift. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, hey, it was the site of um, a bunch of Operation Paperclip scientists. No, it wasn't bullshit. <laughs> yes, it was. What's bullshit? Where do you see that? Wikipedia. Yeah, the town was the site of a Fisher Tropes plant capable of producing liquid hydro- hydrocarbon fuels. Seven scientists brought into the United States by Operation Paperclip from Nazi Germany took part in this research. Jesus. <laughs> Holy shit! Okay, no wonder oh. there's a monster here. <laughs> we just discovered... Holy shit, we just discovered a treasure trove. The only thing under the sea also for Louisiana, Missouri is Momo the Monster and the Synthetic Liquid Fuels Program. <laughs> <laughs> this is insane. Oh, man. Why did we... How did we discover this? The Momo monster is clearly just like an Operation Paperclip. <laughs> Side effect. Gone wrong. Gone exactly. awry. Exactly. That is just clearly leftover Nazi dark science magic combination. Like, one yes, of the exactly. And, uh, yeah, liquid fuel. Made from what? A synthetic ammonia plant... Louisiana, Missouri, was transferred from the Army to the program in 1945. The plant was converted into a coal hydrogenation test facility. By 1949, the plant could produce 200 barrels of oil a day using the Burgess process. Part of the personnel were German scientists who had been extracted from Germany by Operation Paperclip. Holy shit. Cool. We just, dis- we just discovered an absolute treasure trove here. All right. It definitely was a bear, but now we know it was a heavily mutated monstrous bear. <laughs> like, uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, totally. Yeah. I mean, this is literally like this is what, literally what the Momo Momo the monster has a direct link to Nazi Germany, is what we're saying. <laughs> it's true. It oh is. my god. Okay. All right. Keep it moving. Do you want me to take over? Uh, sure, if you want to take over. Sure. Nearly 50 years after those initial Momo sightings, indie filmmaker Seth Breedlove has released his latest film, Momo, the Missouri Monster. In the film, Breedlove weaves together a documentary format with fake 1970s B-movie vignettes to tell a little-known story. It's a cool, campy movie destined to become a cult classic, but it also explores an often-ignored aspect of cryptic mythology. What creature sightings reflect about our world? Um, no, I don't actually think that is ignored. I, I mean, I understand what they're getting at. I feel like that's the first thing people talk about with cryptids. It's like, that's what could it really mean? That's literally the first thing we talk about whenever we discuss cryptids. It's, yeah. yeah. It is the, the implications of their, what, what they mean to the world, yeah. That, that, is, that is what sets us apart from all these other jabroni 
cryptid podcasts because they're always like, oh, where's the cryptid? We're going to go find it. What does it mean? We don't give a fuck about the cryptid. We don't care. Come get us, bitch. Come rob us. We don't care. The door was open. We care about what the subtext is. This is what happens when you get a bunch of literature majors in the room. It's magic, sir. This is what Derrida wanted. Cryptid as text. (laughs) Go ahead and keep reading, Dave, if you know how to. Yeah, I'll I'll keep trying my hardest here. (laughs) Monsters are a reflection of where we are in history as much as they are a spooky tale around the campfire. He spilled. (laughs) (laughs) Damn, he's spitting. Monster stories tend to change and evolve with time, matching where we are scientifically, artistically, or as a society. And in the long term, they act as a window into our own past. Literally, something we've said about like 13 monsters at this point. Yeah. At this point, that's right. We've almost stopped saying because we, we feel it like feels exactly. Yeah. Just yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I will say, I also watched a uh, video review of this movie. Yeah. Uh, and they said it was very fun. They said it was really, really fun. Okay. Uh, yeah. That, yeah. I felt too. It seems like uh, I don't want to mock this director too much because this movie looks all right. Yeah. It does yeah. look pretty fun. Also, don't want to don't want to mock don't want to mock anyone or anything, really. Um, yep. Yeah, no. everyone's good. Everyone's no one's ever did anything bad. Everyone's trying their best. Um, okay. And uh, yeah, you know. That's you it. wanted to do that right after Operation Paperclip? Yeah. <laughs> that I've, that's what Operation Paperclip has turned into. Is like, oh, everyone's story is valid. so you justify it um sorry i'm like i'm like a first generation immigrant my father was a scientist smuggled into the united states in 1945 from germany um it's thanks to him that this country even has synthetic liquid fuels (laughs) (laughs) oh my god that's pretty good oh man okay anyway let's keep going sure Some monsters, like the Mothman of West Virginia, have a huge following and even a yearly festival in their honor. Momo just never made it to the big leagues. Yeah, yeah, we we know we know all about Point Pleasant, and was left in the dustbin of history as the world moved on. It didn't help that the reportedly hairy, lumbering creature was similar in description to the iconic Bigfoot. I love that. Like the problem here is like, yeah, Momo just didn't have enough like SEO. Like he just like he wasn't unique enough to really stand out in like the cryptid world. But the but you can't go too far in the other direction or you get the bunyip, which just, it's like, you can't describe it. It's anything. It's all right. Yeah. I even forgot what the freaking bunyip was. It either had 50 eyes or one big eye. No one was sure. That's right. That's right. The dog walrus thing. Yeah. Well, it's also, it's, it's interesting because there are a lot of like, I mean, in the world of cryptids, obviously there's, there's going to be like archetypes. But there's a lot in the Bigfoot category, right? Like, that is an overrepresented market. It's hard to break into. Even Skunk Ape, throwing things way back. Like, there's more material on Skunk Ape because Florida's... We love love conspiratorial anything down here. But, like, that's legitimately the only reason that even has fuel. It's... It's it's very strange how Bigfoot has just superseded... I don't know if Bigfoot seeded these other ideas or Bigfoot just had... Like Chase said, the SEO to become the king of the Bigfoot likes. Yeah, because it's like the Bigfoot that that's everywhere, you know, that all over the place. Many states have Bigfoot sightings, like and you can even make the argument, I think, and 
Bigfoot believers might even agree with you that skunk ape is just Bigfoot but sweatier and lives in Florida. Like that might right. literally just be it. Yeah, like uh, that's also that's also what the Yeti is. It's just yeah. uh, it's just snow it's cold Bigfoot. Bigfoot. Yeah, it's cold yeah. Bigfoot. I, I I mean I think like the larger thing here is that you know the reason why people like see different iterations of the Bigfoot is because. Bears probably like look weird certain times of the day or night. Yeah, and, and everyone's kind of afraid of bears. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right, and they're yeah, exactly. They're like they're scary looking. Like bears are scary, and they probably look weird, mm. and uh, that and that's about it. But it it, it is it, it's so strange how um, I'm also I'm literally like fishing a piece of tennis ball out of my dog's mouth. As I'm talking into this microphone, Jesus Christ, T-Bone. Um, sorry, God, sorry about that, y'all. Um, yeah, I, I, I think uh, I think like the larger implication here is that um, people just like really, really, really want to see a cryptid, or think that they're going to see a cryptid, and uh, it's usually just a big dumb. But bear. even then, they don't anymore. Why aren't there more cryptids now? Well, you know, we we discussed this in a previous episode. I, I know, but like the bit is, it does seem increasingly obvious that there was like a twenty to thirty year period where, yeah, people did really want to see a cryptid, yeah. but it's not even as if like that was at the turn of modernity. Like it's very much like the modern world. It's like the sixties and seventies, and you know, whatever culturally was going on. Like, why did people? want to see cryptids then so badly i don't know yeah it's like it's ufos again like yeah ufos are big ufo sightings are big like that there's a huge following on all of that with like even on just like things like ancient aliens on tv like Mm -hmm. feeds directly into the pop culture imagination as well as into the conspiratorial imagination yeah for sure yeah I, I also I also think to some extent, you know, as we've discussed in the past, like it's like, you know, cryptids um, were a way of kind of grappling with like the unknowable, you know, like, I don't know, I think to some extent, uh, you know, not to say that it's all like rooted in, in the culture of like imperialism, because cryptids have like appeared in, you know, all across all different types of cultures across all different, you know, types of time, certainly, right. But I think that they... Um, you know, kind of like achieved like, uh, you know, cult status, so to speak, in like the 60s and 70s, um, as you know, American culture kind of turned turned inward as far as like, you know, like imperialism uh, was uh, at its sort of its like death knell, you know what I mean? With the Vietnam War, like America was like on the brink and just kind of uh, aimlessly sending troops over to die in kind of like a nihilistic war that didn't really accomplish anything. Not to say that these things are all like consciously connected, but you know the sort of uh, the the super the substructure the superstructure, if you will. But why would that make somebody want to see a Bigfoot? I'm not saying that specifically made someone want to see a Bigfoot. <laughs> right. Uh, just, I'm not, yeah, I'm not saying that like the Vietnam Ben's War. Ben Stratton was <laughs> like, I'm fucking done with this. Yeah, everything I said was like really dumb. I w- I wish I actually hadn't said what I said. No, I thought. I mean, I I understand like where you're coming from, sort of. It's just like no, I'm just a fucking idiot, dude. Okay. No one fucking likes me, man. Calm down, bro. Calm down. <laughs> um, no, no, I I don't know. I mean, I think I think it's like I think the fact. I'm not saying obviously that the things are like directly connected. Just more so like it's like another symptom of like you know as 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 America tries to like conquer the world. 
you know, uh, we begin to question whether or not we even know the interior of the country, right? Okay, yeah, I, I do get that. I do get that. And I also, I, I think the reason for them to, like, not maybe form, but for them to, like, blow up as pieces of, like, uh, a concrete culture is because, like, Americana was very much... Like, it was, it was already cool to be nostalgic, like, in the 60s and 70s. And there feels something sort of nostalgic inherently about cryptids in the sense that they are, like, the unknowable nature. They're like, oh, you remember when nature was mysterious and there was, like, exoticness to the world and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. Right, right, yeah. But like, it's, like, as the you... dark side because it's not fun. I, I don't know. Or some of them are. Mothman, I guess, is sort of, like, fun. Like, more well... it's not scary, even. Well, now it is. Bridge collapse. Like, he, he was a re- direct reaction to, like, a, a tragedy, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah. He was, yeah. I mean, now he's fun because, like, they have a festival and they have, like, a museum. Um, but, you know, like, the mo- like like I, like I at the time, he certainly wasn't fun. No, I, I do think in some sense, I, I think you're right, Dave. It's sort of like uh, the negative of, you know, as, as the world's conquered, as we know, you know, as America has extended its grasp and its reach across the world there's uh you know there's little left to know and so in some respects it's like well we can't have possibly you know understood everything there is to know about the world and so all of a sudden all these like cryptid sightings are spotted this is all just of course like conjecture and bullshit. yeah yeah, but, yeah yeah i mean yeah, yeah. I, get, I i i believe that it's also like i don't know it also maybe is just a maybe crypt like there's not actually an increase in prevalence of like quote unquote you know, mysterious sightings. It's just like, well, communication was like easily facilitated, like in the sixties and seventies. So all of a sudden, if you had a monster story to tell people, a lot of random people like could hear that story, and like right. that's kind of fun for a while. And then once the novelty of that wears out, mm-hmm. it, and actually that's probably maybe it because Weekly World News was a thing to like the nineties. Like I remember Weekly World News, which to me just feels like I mean it's it's just a cryptid. It's just a cryptid uh, serial, essentially. Yeah. So, but then we should like, we should do an episode on the Bat Boy. Oh, I would love that. I would love to do like we could do several on the like the company Weekly World News. I feel like there's something there. That shit's probably, probably. wild. Yeah, that's a good idea. We should table that. Um. Yeah. No, I think we're all onto something here, Dave. I think you're right. Like the material reality of just like like news traveling a lot faster um, has a lot to do with it as well. Just like you know, you can now. Um, get this information and distribute it widely, you know, like, whereas before this might have just stayed in, yeah, yeah, before this might have just stayed in, like, Louisiana, Missouri, but it, like, traveled down the Mississippi to St. Louis, right? Like, people knew about it in St. Louis. Um, Do you want to, do we want to keep reading the article? Sure, yeah. Okay. Uh, Some monsters, like the Mothman of West Virginia, have a huge following and even a yearly festival in their honor. Momo just never made it to the big leagues and was left in the dustbin of history as the world moved on. It didn't help that the reportedly hairy, lumbering creature was similar in description to the iconic Bigfoot. I believe Louisiana tried to have Momo festivals, but the townspeople never really cared that much. Jason Ofoot, <laughs> author of several books on America's cryptids, said... I love the idea of a town rejecting a festival. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you just have one for whatever reason because it's something to do. Like, they're just like... 
No, not feeling it, folks. We're going home. I'd rather do nothing. <laughs> what? Yeah. What? What's going on in Louisiana? Well, now, okay, but we'll, we'll, we figured it out because the town mm-hmm. residents are just filled with like sour, sourpuss Germans who are all like Nazis. Like, we do not want the Momo Festival. Yeah. That was. Was that German? I don't know if that was a German. It's accent. a pretty. That was a good one. I thought. That was like a beer fest German. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was more Austrian than anything. Okay. The big difference between Mothman and Momo is that Mothman, at least at the time of the Silver Bridge collapse, was a unique monster. I hate to put it this way, but as much as I love a good Bigfoot story, the big guy has become too common in popular culture to attract that much attention. That's the bit, right? That's the thing. It wasn't the golden age of cryptids because anything was happening other than it was just, it was fun and new for a while, and now it's not. And now everybody, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. Damn. According to Murray, most people in Louisiana just don't care anymore. There are people that were afraid, <laughs> but it's not something that has had a tremendous lasting effect, he said. Most of the young people don't know anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't it the way. <laughs> <laughs> I love how candid this article is. It's just like, yeah, we don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, well, it cares about this Bigfoot-like. <laughs> it's yeah. super funny and then the turn it takes at the end while not wrong is very weird and it does not it feels like you could have put it at the end of any article about a small town right yeah. right <laughs> momo and many cryptids are indicative of a broader issue here's what dave was talking about <laughs> once bustling rural communities with booming populations first of all i looked louisiana had like four thousand people tops <laughs> just straight up like okay <laughs> Booming populations and industries like the uh, like Operation, Operation Paperclip. Paperclip. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. We all have the same joke immediately at the same time. <laughs> and with booming populations and industries are slowly decaying. With younger populations moving to cities, many small towns are fading away, much like their monster legends. Point Pleasant, West Virginia, the home of the Mothman, has pivoted to turn its strange past into a successful economic venture. Other towns and their monsters aren't so lucky. But for a brief moment in time, Louisiana, Missouri caught the wave. This is a really small, intimate story about this tiny town that was dramatically affected by the by the sightings. Okay, dramatically affected. We agree. Like we literally wrote in the article that it wasn't. Literally, no one cared. <laughs> Bree Love explains. I'll always jump at any opportunity I can find to tell stories in a way that challenges us. As our world changes, so too will our monsters. That's so that good, was the article. Yeah, good final line. I'm he trying. had that last line written at the very top the beginning, of the beginning, and the be- proceeded to write it down into the bottom of the article. He had he had that whole last paragraph. He was like, "Well, this is going to be about urbanism and like like the decay <laughs> of rural culture." I'll find my way there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my way there. Like, <laughs> well, if we're if we're gonna if we're gonna badmouth the article that I I mean I didn't write it, but you know someone. Someone not. I'm not even bad mouthing it. It just feels like. Yeah. yeah. And again, it's not that it's a wrong point. It's just that it feels like he's talking about a monster that repeatedly he's told, this is not, like, nobody in this town fucks with this thing at all anymore. And at the end, he's like, and all small towns in America are dying. This is. And it's because (laughs) people are moving to cities. Yeah. Yeah, I um, I yeah, I, I I do think that he's right. Um, the death of the cryptid is has been foretold by the death of the small town. That's um, true, though. The thing is, I also believe that. Uh, yeah, it's like I do agree with his thesis. No, I, I agree yeah. with that. Yeah, because I mean, 
you just don't see a lot of urban cryptids because yeah. there's you know there's a well, lot of other hor- horrific stuff that happen in urban cryptid, in cryptids urban areas. are like rural like ur rurality that is very hard to say but i thought like, i thought you were going to say earl like my name is earl <laughs> are like Earl. television program my name is <laughs> no but you know what i mean like they they only can exist in a rural setting for the most part the closest thing i could think of that isn't that is like the jersey devil the philadelphia zoo wanted it but like even then it wasn't seen like in philly i don't think yeah and that was also that was also like probably like that was in like what like the 1910s that was like before yeah, you know america before. had like had like cities like by any you know any real stretch of the imagination no i i I think it's totally right i think um you know it's it's a a symptom of being bored as much as anything else that we've discussed well yeah it's like crop circles and stuff like that right like that's what happens if you're not if you don't have a million neighbors like that's when spooky scary things can get to you and all sorts of stuff like that Mm -hmm. you know i also wonder uh i don't know how much of this is like true this is just like a, a something that came to my head. But I also wonder if, like, the death of the cryptid has to do with the fact that, you know, even, like, rural populations are more connected than ever with the advent of, like, social media and stuff like that. And also, like, as people are just, like, looking at their phones more and have less time to just, like, sit with their thoughts and, like, look at the world and ponder the natural world and question the things that, like, might come and pop into their periphery. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I wonder if that might have, like, a material effect on Or even even things like recording. Like, everybody has, like, so many people have, like, the stupid ring cameras. You might have thought you saw some weird form at night. Rather than you saying, like, oh, I saw a seven-foot, like, black shadow or whatever, you can just, like, pull it up on ring. And it's like, oh, that's a shadow. It's like a deer looking weird or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of times where what would be the impetus for a tall tale is quashed pretty quickly also by, like, the panopticon of existence. Yeah, by, sur- by endless surveillance. Yeah. Right, right. That's true. Yeah. To the point where our first inclination at seeing, like, a wild video is to disprove it. Like, the yeah. first thing I do is not, like, jump on the belief train. I'm immediately like, well, how did they do that? Like, what did they do to make it look like that? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Maybe Americans were just really dumb back then, too. Maybe they didn't know what bears were. <laughs> it turns out more sightings of the mysterious creature have been seen <laughs> in the Louisiana Mo- area. The Momos have been everywhere, it turns out. <laughs> Our garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Eating honey out of the big pot. <laughs> Scratching taking the some trees. <laughs> Falling asleep in whimsical manners. <laughs> Wearing the red shirt of their decaying victims. <laughs> their genitals swaying in the wind for the world to smell. <laughs> And on that note, that was your last episode. No, <laughs> Back to the Taliban with you. <laughs> Taliban, Taliban. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, you just said it, and I imagine a bear like on all fours, but like just like limply, just just it was bad. I didn't like the the visual. But it's dang <laughs> swinging. It dong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> just... A bear, but his shit swinging. Yeah. <laughs> 
Googling that right now, Chase. <laughs> yep, yeah, yeah. I'm looking up. I'm going onto the Rule 34 subreddit. Bears with huge dick. Well, I don't want to look that up. <laughs> the bears with Action. huge dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, weird. Why is it auto completing? <laughs> <laughs> Creature hunt.